It was the best of times. It was the blast of times. Sexily churning butter. Clones who got lost after filming the movie Tron. That was a bop. somewhere um a happy quarantine eurovision day my friends you thought you weren't going to get eurovision this year but that's where you're wrong we're here for you <laughs> <laughs> um it's the most wonderful time <laughs> of the year eurovision song contest is christmas to me and i've never seen it before and i fear for you i fear for myself as well but i'm I'm excited. I'm ready. I've got a notebook to take notes on all the songs. Um, so we've structured this episode a little differently because, uh, as you can probably guess, we haven't actually watched the thing we're about to talk about yet. I've watched it every year of my young life, Shannon. <laughs> but no, you haven't. And, and we're going to yes. be watching it live-ish. <laughs> kind of. From many years ago. I and... We're not, exp- I'm not explaining this well. What have you done, Elise? Let's backtrack. <laughs> um, the quarantine giveth and it taketh away. The things it has given us. Sourdough starters. Cheese. Jurassic Duck. Jurassic Park that we recreated using miniature ducks that we have collected. Yes. Um, let's see, it has given us so much time to reflect on society and mankind and philosophy, (laughs) but it also taketh away, it's taken away Eurovision. Uh, The Eurovision Song Contest, if you're from Europe, you will know what it is. If you're listening and you're from the States or Canada, as many of you are, or just even elsewhere. Um, if you're another listener from somewhere else that we don't know about that isn't one of our friends or cousins, <laughs> then um, basically this is an annual song contest where each country in Europe puts forward a song and they have a basically like Olympics style, like Olympics, Hunger Games, X Factor sort of mashup. Um, and the songs are classically awful. Sometimes good, weirdly good, but mm. sometimes classically awful. It's always a trip, and people fall into two camps. They either think it's dumb and they hate thinking about it, or it's the best party of the world, which <laughs> is the camp that I fall into. And within those two, that particular camp, where you like Eurovision, there are a further two camps. There's a camp where you are serious about Eurovision and the camp where you acknowledge that it's complete trash and a hellscape. Um, the United Kingdom, for context, Shannon, uh, has won like a fairly like num- like large number of times historically, but at some point decided just to pack it in and 
not be serious about Eurovision, I think is because we don't want to host it, <laughs> but we do want to like have the BBC cover it and laugh at the Eurovision. Because the the winner has to host. The winner the has year. to host, and that costs money. Mm. Um, and there are other countries that also do not seem to take Eurovision that seriously. I might throw in Ireland as a contender here, mm. France potentially. Um, some Ukraine often does not take it seriously, and you will see that in this episode. All right. But sometimes I'll take it extremely seriously. <laughs> you can't tell with Ukraine. And there's other countries that like genuinely like put stock into the Eurovision Song Contest. But in this in this show, I have selected um, all star songs from the last two decades. So ones that I can remember watching. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't got every country in a Eurovision Song Contest show. There'll be 26 countries that make the final, mm-hmm. consisting of five countries that basically pay to be in the final, which I know is dodgy, but mm-hmm. whatever. That is what keeps the Eurovision afloat. <laughs> um, and uh, then other countries will go through the quarterfinals and semifinals, and therefore we have 26 countries compete. And I've chosen good selection of these 26 countries, one of which is Australia. And now, I, I unlike you, did not study geography at school, but I am reasonably certain that Australia is not in continental Europe. That is a very astute observation. Thank you. Yes, Austria is. <laughs> Australia is not. I don't really know why it is in. But I like it. I remember when they joined, I think it was like 2016 or something, there was a huge upset. People were like, I'm not voting for Australia. And then they were quite good that year and came like third or something. And they've been in ever since. If Australia wins, then they can't host it in Australia because of time zones, Mm -hmm. because it's live. Mm -hmm. Um, So they can choose the country that will host. And then Australians will host in someone else's country. Okay. Which I really want to happen because I sort of think they might pick the UK. That would be that would be a fun prank. It would be. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> I would go to the Eurovision Song Contest if it was hosted in the UK by Australians. <laughs> I really want that. Um, so what I've done is I've made a Eurovision All Stars Party playlist uh, on YouTube. And I've put it in the order I want, and Shannon here has been given some homework. Yes. <laughs> I've got my notebook. Um, so as we, we watch them, I'll be rating them. Uh, and then every time we watch uh, one of the songs, we'll come back on to talk about it a little bit, uh, getting my immediate reaction to it as soon as I, we've stopped watching it. We will determine whether that song was cursed, blessed, or blessed. Uh, and then we'll move on to the next one, and then when we're done on all of them, I will rank them, and they will go into a proprietary algorithm that Elise has come up with. Hmm, I can't wait to talk about my algorithm. Uh, and we will reveal the winner of this mashup Eurovision. Yep, I think we're spanning the years 2006 to 2020. Okay, okay. Um, I have a question before we get started, and that's... Now, you mentioned that in the We Enjoy Eurovision camp, there's people who enjoy it and take it very seriously, and people who take it less seriously. By which metric am I ranking them? Yeah, this is, this is an interesting point. Um, 
there's two ways you could vote for Eurovision. There's the funniest one, which sometimes happens. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's three ways. You could choose the funniest one, mm-hmm. the best song by merit, or you could be completely political and choose the country that you want. Like, you're Irish, aren't you? You could vote for Ireland just because. I see. Okay, so I've got options here for my ranking. There's system. options. There's complete freedom here. You are basically the judges. Mm-hmm. You're, you're the judge. The voting system is basically two-pronged. There's a judge's vote, yeah. and then there's a popular vote. Okay. I've, I've accounted for a popular vote, which mm-hmm. I'll explain later, but you are the judge here. Okay. So your opinion will count towards the algorithm. Gotcha. You can go any which way. All right. I think I'm ready. All right. We will begin with song number one, Poland 2014, with My Slowiani. Translated means we are Slavic. Shannon, that was your first ever Eurovision song. You've lost your Eurovision virginity, so to speak. That was... I'm not even sure where to begin. Um, Describe what you saw. So I saw, I saw six six women. Yeah. Um, in sort of laced bodices, singing in Polish and like sexily churning butter. <laughs> Is there any other way to churn butter? Clearly not. And also. Do, doing washing on a washing board. Yeah. Also sexily. Yeah, real which, boob shots. Anyway. Yeah, which is the only way to do washing. <laughs> That's how I do laundry every day. <laughs> um, the I loved the costumes. They looked great. It's like a sexy, skimpy version of national dress. Yeah. Um, very cool hair ribbons. Um... I, I can see now what task is set ahead of me because I'm not sure I can quantify that on a scale that includes the words good or bad. Well, <laughs> well how about we start with this question, Shannon. Was Poland's entry to the Eurovision Grand Slam cursed, blurst, or blessed? I'm going to have to call this one a blurst because <laughs> it was bizarre and I don't know how to feel about it, but I also enjoyed it. Okay. And I feel like the greatest sin one could commit that might make something cursed would be to not be engaging. You know what? I'm now way less worried about your, like, (laughs) (laughs) enjoyment of this evening. Let's move right along to Belgium. I can't remember what year this is, but it was recently. What's the pressure? So that was a little bit of Belgium. What a bop. That was a bop. Um, so I enjoyed that in a completely different way than I enjoyed the previous <laughs> one, and I feel like I'm going to be saying that all night. Yep, this um, is going to be zag after zag, <laughs> That was like a fun pop concert. Also, that song was entirely in English, mm-hmm. um, which I wasn't expecting. Mm. Is that common for Eurovision? It's a real mixed bag. Okay. Um... I really enjoyed it. I loved the, 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 we're wearing bedazzled shorts and jackets. 
Okay, this woman looks absolutely stunning. She looks amazing. Yeah, she's got like silvery sequiny shorts and mm-hmm. a matching suit. Yeah. And like an amazing thick curly head of red hair. Yeah. And all the backup dancers look incredibly sexy. Yeah, yeah. This was, it was a lot, the production value was crazy. Yeah, I don't know what you were expecting from Eurovision. I really wasn't sure, to be honest. <laughs> and I'm still not two songs in. Yeah. Yeah. It's a time. So, Shannon, do you think uh, Belgium, What's the Pressure, was cursed, blessed, or blessed? I'm gonna give that one a bless. A blessed? Alrighty. Okay. Let's see if... <laughs> Sorry, I saw what the next one was. Um, congratulations, Shannon. We're going on the trip to Ireland. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of Jedward. I have not. Okay, well I won't say any more then. This is Jedward with Waterline. So that was Jedward. I'm scared. Describe what you saw. I saw two clones who got lost after filming the movie <laughs> Tron. <laughs> dancing in a fountain on stage and they they were dancing in sync but as though they were two robots who got turned on at like slightly off key (laughs) so they were in sync but like not quite Um, they were dancing in a fountain that was on stage yeah super duper wet yep um i'm yeah, I'm kind of speechless. It was very, it was very water themed, except for when they suddenly the whole stage had big columns of fire coming up, which <laughs> I feel like kind of detracted from the message of water. Yes, the message of the song is water. Yes. So um, Jedward were the joke act in X Factor a few years ago, or okay. a decade ago now, mm-hmm. and for a while were the most hated two people in the entire United Kingdom and Ireland, and yet. Ireland was like, you know what would be funny? <laughs> Putting them in Eurovision two times in a row. And you know what is bad? Like, the, I think the year before that they did another song and they did really well. They didn't win, but mm-hmm. they did really well because, I don't know, people enjoyed Jedward. <laughs> uh, do you think uh, Jedward Waterline, Ireland's entry for that year, is cursed, blessed, or blessed? Uh, I'm going to go with a full cursed on this one. Alright, standard. So, now we move swiftly on to 2010, Germany's entry, Satellite. So that was uh, Germany. So I enjoyed that. It was a bit of a normie one compared to the other three. That's true. Um catchy song I mentioned just now that she sounds like if Lily Allen and Kate Nash and Zoe Deschanel had a baby and I think was trying to do a Cockney accent I think that's accurate she sounded good um but yeah I was a little I'm a little underwhelmed by this one yeah that had like the most plain production it was her in a black dress singing in a spotlight with some backing dancers who we didn't focus on behind. Yeah. Which is fine. That's totally fine. That's valid. But (laughs) 
I, I'm not feeling the spirit as much as I did with the other three. Yeah. So would you say the song is cursed, blessed, or blessed? I'm going to give it a blurst because I wasn't excited enough for it to be a blessed, but I don't think it was a bad song. Okay. Well, let's see if that changes. Next we have Latvia's 2008 entry. The band is called Pirates of the Sea, and the song is called Wolves of the Sea. Bodes well, huh? I'm so excited. Classy. That was... Okay, so... I don't really know what that was, but there was a lot of it. I feel like that that group is probably usually a child performance, like a TV children's show. Yes. Like Johnny Karate from Parks and Rec, but yes. with pirates. But with pirates, that's exactly correct. Their lyrics were wild. <laughs> um, yeah. They're... The stage looked cool. They were all on sort of a little island and it looked like there was water going around them. And they were mm-hmm. all in pirate costumes. Yep. With very, very fake swords that were slightly <laughs> too small. Um, to there were some pirate crop tops for the lady pirates. Yep. Um, Everyone seemed to be having a great time on stage. They did, yeah. They were having a great time. Yeah. What was that line about Peter Pan that they said? Peter Peter Pan isn't here to save you. Something like that. There is no Peter Pan here to save you. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Okay, was this ridiculous pirate theme park song Cursed, Blurst, or Blessed? So I was thinking Blurst at the beginning of the song, but it went on about two verses too long, (laughs) and the chorus is really annoying, so that slipped it into Cursed. (laughs) (laughs) Will the next song bring us back up to... uh, Blurst or blessed territory. We'll see. We have 2008 Netherlands entry Outlawinum by Waylon. Alright. Prepare for some light. I wasn't expecting you to like have a near breakdown in that song yet. I feel like I've snapped. So I grew up in rural Ontario. Yep. Prime country music country. I mean, it's not Alberta or anything, but still. Um, and I I felt like I was having visceral flashbacks during that <laughs> entire song, because it's a little bit like, not just the song, but the performance is like if you fed performances from the Country Music Awards into a neural network and it spat out a country music song (laughs) (laughs) and the full performance to go with it. Well, even the backing dancers just doing parkour? Yes. Really? Very much so. Okay. The Country Music Awards happen in, I think, Nashville every year and it's like the Grammys for country singers. I wonder how many Dutch tune in. Um, probably a lot. Probably all of them, judging by that song. Yeah, the Netherlands has submitted like more than one country song before. Uh, they won last year on the back of a country song, and that's why it's not. Well, it was meant to be happening in Rotterdam right now, but alas, the quarantine taketh away. Alas. Was this song cursed, blessed, or blessed? Um, I. 
I don't I don't know if I could even qualify it as a song. It was more <laughs> of an emotion. It, it was spat out by an algorithm. Uh so I'm gonna go with cursed because okay. I'm I'm rattled and I'm alarmed. <laughs> but I think the guy singing had a very cool leopard print jacket. Waylon. Yes. Waylon. Um and I think it's very funny that they all were attempting to sound like they were from Nashville. Yes. Which was the accent they were putting on very successfully. Yeah, I was thinking they didn't sound Dutch. Yeah. Not like I would know. Like, they, I, I'm apparently bad at American accents. Well, they definitely sounded like they were straight out of stadium country Nashville. Nice. All right. Um, okay, now we are going back in time to 2013 with the Greek entry, Alcohol is Free, which is a lie. Alcohol is never free. <laughs> but let's pretend for one night. <laughs> Alcohol. Is it free? Discuss. It must be. The song said it was. <laughs> I don't know what else the song said because the only words in English were alcohol is free. But they are compelling as a chorus. <laughs> and that was the entire chorus was just that line repeated. There was a lot to think about in this one. Mm -hmm. The the one old man with a handlebar mustache playing a very, very tiny string instrument but probably not playing it. Yep. The, the five or six energetic young men dressed as referees definitely not playing their instruments because none of them were plugged into anything the one holding a trumpet was playing the trumpet like a guitar if you can't imagine that then yeah um and the guy on the drums really holding it all together <laughs> i loved this song you did i did that was a jam <laughs> i feel energized they were all on key which was part of my problem with the the pirates ones. Yeah, they were because they were off. they were all off, and that made the chorus very annoying. But this had a very repetitive chorus. But they were all on key, and they were all dancing in unison. I dug that. That was fun. It gave me like strong vibes of like a world weary father and his like five idiot sons. Yes, <laughs> and that was a good energy. Do you think this song was cursed, blessed, or blessed? I'm going to give that a strong blurst. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm now seeing what your sweet spot is. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of close to my sweet spot with Eurovision. Mm hmm I think you are falling into the camp of, you know exactly what's it about, what yeah. it's about, and you're embracing it. I'm starting, I feel like I'm starting to get the jam. Yes. Oh, God, I'm so glad you're enjoying this and not dying inside. <laughs> Sometimes I show Canadians the Eurovision Song Contest, and I don't know if they'd like me anymore after it. <laughs> you know? Well, I'm having an excellent time. Fantastic. And now we are going to a land down under, where women glow and men plunder. It's Australia. <laughs> 2019 Zero Gravity, a.k.a. AKA, AKA the year that Australia really leaned into the spirit of Eurovision. <laughs> uh, so Australia, newcomers to Eurovision. What were your thoughts about that? What did you just see with your eyes? What did you just witness? I witnessed uh, three women, one of them singing, uh, on standing on what I initially thought were stilts, but I now think are like giant bendy poles with big long dresses on. 
and a projection of outer space and the spinning <laughs> earth below them as they just sort of swayed wildly around <laughs> singing the lyrics barely audible over the background music. Yeah, this song in aesthetic and lyrics, I think, is like demon space wicked. And you're right. She looks like a space alien version of Glinda the Good Witch. <laughs> yes, she does. And I really respect Australia for like going crazy this year. Yeah. Now they've earned their place at Eurovision. Mm-hmm. And I loved the dresses. They were gorgeous. I loved the spiky crown the main <laughs> one was wearing. Um, yeah. And it's crazy to sing, like, so operatically whilst also moving around on that weird bendy s- stick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the core strength involved in that must be phenomenal. Yeah. Was this song cursed, blessed, or blessed? I'm going to give it a blurst, and I'll tell you why. The production value is 100% there for. The song itself, eh. Yeah, that's fair. You won't be able to remember this tomorrow. Yeah. But some of the other ones you will hear probably is going to be stuck in your soul forever. (laughs) I'm sorry. Moving along to Italy 2017 with a very, very cursed title of Occidentalis Karma. Interesting. Yes. I wasn't expecting to get so angry again at that song. And yet, I yelled at the end. Yeah, uh, this one's a no from me. (laughs) This one's kind of racist, guys. Yeah, this was... There was a, a whole piles of cultural appropriation happening in this song, and I don't even know what any of the lyrics were. Apart from sex appeal and singing in the rain. And the word karma. And namaste! Ale! So there was some stuff happening, and I can only assume it would get worse if I knew what the song was about. I also enjoy that the backup singers appeared to be the Wiggles. Yep. Um... But they had the main extra dancer of this piece was a man in a gorilla costume. Wearing a bow tie. Yep. Why? I don't know. I don't Didn't know. like it. Didn't enjoy it Didn't at like all. Didn't like all the projections of the yin and yang. And is that what, is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. And chakras. Yep. Didn't enjoy that. Uh, all the yoga imagery. Yep. It was like your white yoga teacher wrote a song. It, at one point he shouts namaste and then points his microphone out into the audience and the stadium yells back Ale! They they were like the favourites to win that year they didn't Mm. the ones that did win that year were much more terrible I remember this just it reminds me of the vibe of there's a yoga studio in Vancouver um that has the slogan yoga for everybody and some like random symbols that they don't understand Mm. like the ohm and that sort of thing and then just like Big blow-up photos of just a bunch of white people. Yeah. And it, it had that vibe. Yeah. And and I don't like how popular this song was at the time. And, like, I saw no one question it. That's concerning. Yeah. Was this song cursed, blessed, or blessed? This is a hard cursed for me. Yeah. 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 I think there will be one other song on this playlist 
that will hit the exact same mark as that song and might yet make you even more angry. Oh, God. We'll get to that when we get to it. All right. But for now, we go all the way back in time to 2006, the United Kingdom with Teenage Life. Represent. This song has a weird aura. (laughs) Yeah. Vibes. Right, so that's what the UK does. This is what the UK brings to the market when it comes to Eurovision. Do you have any insight here? Um, I'm kind of wondering why a Christian rock track got misplaced and used as the backing music for that. (laughs) (laughs) For, like, quite a skanky song about fucking in school. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Yeah, the, the music itself sounded like every Christian rock song. Um, <laughs> I went to Catholic school. I heard many Christian rock songs, and they're all just that sound. Um, <laughs> but performers, all of whom are older than both of us. Yeah, I think average age on stage 36. Yeah, um, singing in very falsely childish voices. About being a teenager. Um, it's been ages since they had a teenage life. They all sound like orphans from a Dickens adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> and yet they look like extras from St. Trinian's. Yes, <laughs> the girls of St. Trinian's perform all of her twists. <laughs> So, so I love it when someone asks me, and they're like, someone, someone from another European country asks me in seriousness, why does the UK do this sort of thing? Why do we not take it seriously? And it's like, we're not going to send Adele. <laughs> She's busy. <laughs> She's got things on, and we do not want to host the Eurovision. So take Daz Simpson and Teenage Life. Was this song cursed, blessed, or blessed? Um, I, I think I'm gonna give it a cursed. Um, <laughs> that's what it deserves. Because <laughs> that's what it deserves. <laughs> and the UK knows what it did. And yeah. we're gonna leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. The thing, yeah, the UK will, will either send, like, a complete horror show like this, <laughs> or we'll send, like, a failed singer from, like, X Factors, like, a decade ago, and be like, they can do it this year, we can't be bothered to do a prank. <laughs> Or some random pub singer who's terrified. And then we're like, haha, lose for us. <laughs> Alright, um, and now we're going to one of the more professional Eurovision countries, Sweden with Euphoria. I may have biased that one for you by saying many times that I die for the singer and dancing and singing and clutching a bottle of wine many times during that song. I I don't know if I was biased by you, but I loved that. This is my favorite one so far. That was a jam. Sweden puts in the work. Yeah. 
That was amazing. Sweden entered ABBA. And I love ABBA. With Waterloo. <laughs> in the past. <laughs> I didn't know Waterloo was a Eurovision song. Yep. Oh, that's such a power move. I love ABBA. Uh, Ava Gold was my first album I ever owned. Uh. I got it when I was four, and it was a gift from my grandmother, and I loved it more than anything. I had it on (laughs) CD-ROM. Sweden, the home of the bop. (laughs) That was a bop, and it was, like, unironically excellent, but also not normy like the German one, which was also good. But everyone was very static. Like, there was lots of dancing in this. There yeah. was snow coming from the ceiling. There was yeah. wind and lighting. Her outfit was cool. She was wearing this sort of, like, transparent dressing gown thing. Yeah. Over, like, a black jumpsuit. God, it was cool. She looked cool. She looked amazing. I want her to kill me. <laughs> was this song <laughs> cursed, blessed, or blessed? This is a very high blessed for me. Hey. <laughs> Will the next song remain blessed? We have Dum Check Check 2009 from Turkey. Her hips don't lie. I enjoyed that. Yeah? Yeah, I had a good time. There were great outfits. There was fire just spewing from the stage all over the place. Yeah, everyone had very good outfits on. Yeah, I forgot how good the outfits were in this song. Yeah. So I think I unfairly had this in my head as, like, the time Turkey did Shakira, which they did. Yes. (laughs) But But they did it well. They did it well. And, yeah, the outfits were really cool. There were some women with, like, these sort of, like, lace, uh, ribbony red bodices. There was a guy wearing this sort of... He had some ribbon around his arms, but otherwise he was topless, and he had some sort of green dress. They were like, like big billowy skirt. pants. I, I couldn't think. tell. They were, it was very cool. He yeah, great. and he did some car- like big backflips and things onto the stage. And, and there the- was another guy in a jumpsuit. Yep, um, who was also there. He got he got really shown up by the guy who handless cartwheeled onto the stage. <laughs> <laughs> time with that one. Alright, so yeah. Turkey, cursed, blurst, or blessed? I'm gonna give it a blurst. Okay, yeah. nice. Well, we have one more before we take our break. Um, well, it's a break for us. It might not be a break for people listening to the podcast, yeah. but we're gonna make some strawberries and chocolate, because yes. we're classy. <laughs> okay, now it's time for one of the other big five countries, aka a country that pays to be in Eurovision. We have France, 2010, with Allez, hola, hola. Alright. hola, hola. I can dig it. <laughs> that was intensely sexual. It was. There was also the camera people were, were very on board with that as a theme. <laughs> Lots of close up butt shots. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It was, the song was all in French, but there weren't many lyrics, mm. so... I think the theme of the song is French people going on holiday to Spain and having sex. The, right? Yeah, I, right? I mean, every lyric I heard was either let's go or everybody. Um, <laughs> Allez, tout le monde. Uh, that's all I have of There mine. was a dance break where they all did parkour and there was fire. 
Yeah. <laughs> Their backflips. Everyone was gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Just high energy. I want to say this is typical of France. I think they do often send in, like, medium quality but very attractive acts. Mm. So they go through a similar, like, strategy to the UK where it's like, we don't want to win, but we do want to look amazing. Yeah. Whereas the UK is like, we're just going to be so drunk during this that, like, we don't care who we send. (laughs) Cursed, blessed, or blessed? I'm going to give that a blurst. I really enjoyed that. Not a blessed. Not a fully blessed, no. It wasn't an amazing song. It wasn't an amazing song. There were very few lyrics. It was very shouty. But I had a good time, you know? Yeah. I was vibing. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, so now it's time for us to take our break. If you're listening at home, you can also make strawberries and chocolate if you have those items. If you don't, well, it sucks to be you. (laughs) Okay, we're back, and we're going to move swiftly along into the second half of the Eurovision Grand Slam All-Stars Spectacular Quarantine Edition. And we have Lithuania... 2006 with a song called We Are the Winners. Bold claim. So, that was a massive exercise in trolling. Yeah. The lyrics were, we are the winners of Eurovision. Vote, vote, vote for the winners. That was, um, that was something else. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I don't really know what else to say about that. That's kind of the whole gimmick of the song. They did quite well that year. They didn't win, but, like, I think top five. That's wild to me. Mm. Well, what's wild to me in that is that they have a dance break in the middle with a guy who is dressed as the chair of the Eurovision Song Contest who every year announces the winner. Bold. People were booing at the end of that song. That's fair. But some people were cheering. But some people were cheering. It was a divisive song. For me, that lands positively. I like that they were trolling. I like that they were trolling, but I wish they had been more inventive with it. Yes. Because once the initial trolling joke happened, it was just repeated throughout the song. Mm. I could have used some more elaboration on the trolling. Yeah. Yes. That's right. It was just very... And the whole... The tune was... Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. That was it. Which was, again... Funny at the beginning, but it it wore for me, I think. Yeah. So, Lithuania, cursed, blessed, or blessed? I'm going to give that a cursed. All right. I think if you're going to troll, you got to work harder at it. Oh, exactly. That's what I'm always saying. You need to, like, master the prank. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Don't half-ass a prank. No. Go all the way. Write an incredibly elaborate song detailing your defeat of all your opponents. Yes. Pull no punches. Yeah. Okay, next we move on to 2009, Fairy Tale, and that is Norway's entry. Alright. Ah, that was, like, the first year I voted in Eurovision, Mm -hmm. and I voted for that man. That's fair. Uh, That was excellent. There the the lead singer was actually playing the violin throughout, 
Um, we've seen a lot of people holding instruments so far tonight. Yes, and playing trumpets as if they're guitars. Yeah, um, but he was actually playing the violin. The dancing was fantastic. Yeah. Um, they were doing, like, a lot of, uh, Norwegian cultural dances, such as what I like to call athletic planking, mm-hmm. where you're planking but also jumping, was, and kicking hats off of tall poles. It was very impressive, and it looked great. Everyone was in key, um, <laughs> which again... <laughs> It seems like a low bar to clear, but we failed to clear it several times All tonight. Oh, you so have the spirit in your <laughs> <Shannon>. <laughs> There was a lot of visually going on in that song. I don't remember it being so eclectic. Yeah, there was lots in the background. There, yeah. It was like a sort of CGI street. Mm-hmm, and like and a moon hanging over yeah. it. Yeah. Some fireworks, women in like very pink dresses. Yep. Um, it was great. I really enjoyed that. Oh. oh, I'm glad. My heart belongs to Alexander Ryback. <laughs> Again, I have that on some of my playlists. Just <laughs> unironically. <laughs> uh, do you think Fairy Tale by Norway was cursed, blessed, or blessed? I'm going to give that one a blessed. I really like yes, that. Hell yes, Shannon. Hell yes. <laughs> you got the spirit. Okay, oh. now we're moving on to another incredibly, incredibly iconic song and i see that we've finally got to russia and we made a promise at the beginning of this night mm-hmm. we did it's time for context over the winter period before the quarantine happened shannon went to romania and i went to russia and we came back with alcohols i came back with some vodka and i came back with some brandy and we've it's just been sitting around and i think we should probably honour the promise we made earlier in the night. Just do, like, one little one little sippy shot. Yeah. Of each. Yeah. So, Russia is ha- going to happen, so I'll be back with the glasses. <laughs> Here's to Russia. Party for everybody. Describe what you just saw. I saw some disco grannies baking cookies <laughs> and dancing. Yeah. And yeah. That's basically it. That was it. That was the whole thing. And I love them. The lyrics are party for everybody, dance, dance, dance. And that was it. And they all had <laughs> nice red dresses on. There was one really short, really cute one. Yep. <laughs> who you might have seen memed. That's a gif, where she's sort of, like, doing the hey dance. Oh, no, I haven't seen Ah. it named. Yeah, no, it's a good time, that one. Um, Yeah. There's not much to say about that. There was what appeared to be a working oven on the stage, just... Which was also spinning. Yeah, spinning and smoking. um, (laughs) That they put cookies in at the beginning and then took them out at the end. The crowd loved it. I'm glad we honoured them with a vodka shot. I am too. And there were just, like, disco lights everywhere. (laughs) God, like, I've never seen so many lights. (laughs) Amazing. Okay, was Russia's party for everybody cursed, blessed, or blessed? I'm going to give it a blurst okay. on the same grounds of, like, great production value, love it, song was fine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's relying yeah. heavily on the gimmick, the gimmick being grandma's. Yeah. And they did great. Yeah. They were lovely. Um, but yeah, yeah, you got to bring it with the song. Yeah. Come on, Russia. Mm-hmm. 
Now we have another Eurovision classic, and I think the only one that you'd heard of before all of this. Mm-hmm. Austria's 2014 entry, Conchita Verst. Yeah. You've heard of her before. I have, but I haven't seen the song. Oh, the drama. So, how did you enjoy that Bond song? I loved it, and I will be going to the theater for that Bond film. (laughs) (laughs) So, this song won that year, and um, it was like a hot-button topic because it led to a lot of people saying some very nasty things about drag queens misinterpreting drag, Mm. saying horrible things about trans people, Mm. and showing themselves up. However, Conchita first won, so jokes on jokes yeah. on the commentators. Yeah. And she looked great and the vocals are amazing. Amazing. It was fantastic. That song was just she had a beautiful voice, but then the production going on around it, the fire. Mmm. And the big wings of flame sort of coming up in the background. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Like sometimes they put animated backgrounds behind the singers Mm -hmm. and it just detracts yeah but this was like elegant and very dramatic and she had a powerful enough voice that it didn't get lost Mm -hmm. in the the swelling music around yeah yeah i'm doing a lot of hand gestures right now you can't see them but know that the passion is there. I thought you were having an extended moment during that song. I was. I was imagining the Bond film that that <laughs> was the opening for. Yeah. And I said this uh, to you before we started recording that Phoenix is a great name for a Bond movie. Yes. And this should be the song for it. Yes. <laughs> Do you think this song was cursed, blessed, or blessed? I think it's blessed. Yeah. That was great. 10 out of 10, Austria. So, the next song is an experience. And also a Eurovision winner. Get ready for Toy by Israel. Didn't you just love that, Shannon? Wasn't that just great? Uh, (laughs) There's a lot going on there. Um, This is our our second cultural appropriation song of the night. Yep. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And again, sort of like a vague geographical net they've spread for cultural appropriation. Yes, this was... uh... China, Japan, she was pulling yeah, from. Yeah. She was wearing a sort of like bright pink kimono. Yeah. And there were just behind her walls of the. The waving cats. What are they called? Think, lucky cats? I think lucky cats, yeah. Just like huge, like stacks of them on shelves uh, behind her. And it was just bizarre because that didn't really have anything to do with the song and also shouldn't shouldn't have been there um the song is also crazy because most of it is her making chicken noises and doing chicken wings yeah and all of her dances looking like chicken yeah for reasons that again don't 
seem to make sense to me. No. And yet, and yet, Shannon, it won that year. What were the other songs? Better than that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I watched this one. It wasn't the most interesting year. But there were better songs than that. Because this is racist. Yeah. And then I remember, like, after the fact, a lot of people were complaining about the song. Mm-hmm. Um, like, this shouldn't have won, this is a terrible song. And then people were being like, you just don't want Israel to host. This is political. And it's like, no, the song's just terrible, my dudes. The song was quite bad. Yeah. Was this song curse plus topless? I'm going to give that a hard curse. <laughs> Uh, that's a no for me. <laughs> she can do a timeout with Italy. Yeah. <laughs> Israel and Italy are on timeout. Oh. Okay, so I'm glad I chose the song that comes next as like some nice relief after what we just saw. We have the Ukraine, and again, I'm telling you, the Ukraine does the wildest variety of songs. <laughs> They'll do. They had a really serious song that one recently that was about war, and. But they also do just really crazy things. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of the really crazy things they did. And it's iconic. This is Dancing Lasha Tumbai, 2007 Ukraine. <laughs> so you just witnessed some Eurovision history. <laughs> I... I feel changed. <laughs> um, for anyone uh, who listened, who heard that music but couldn't quite place what it was, it's the man with the silver star headpiece, the sunglasses, lipstick, and a sort of like silvery tunic. Mm-hmm. And people who look like they're from the gay military behind him. <laughs> and they're all doing a dance where they're sort of like bopping their hands up and down in the air and singing... Dancing Lush Tumbai and counting down in German. Yeah. Well, what they were doing was saying seven, 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 one, two, three. Yeah. Sieben, 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 eins, drei. It's like the badger song. Badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom, snake. It made me want to join the Ukrainian gay military. great time watching that i feel i feel cleansed <laughs> i don't know what any of the lyrics were other than the one the counting in german um <laughs> i don't know what that song was about but i don't know if it matters ukraine does great in eurovision they commit to whatever they choose to do yeah and there was a lot of commitment in that song <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not just saying that because I've got a lot of Ukrainian friends who might listen. Mm-hmm. Like, genuinely. Ukraine, up there with, like, Eurovision pros, I think, with Sweden. Mm-hmm. So, Dancing dancing Lasha Tumbai, Cursed, Blurst, or Blessed? I'm going to give that a strong blurst. Alright, yeah, this is like, I think the very essence of blurst. Song I, or movie or whatever. I agree. I think we should put it up on our podcast description as what what is blurst frame the act and put it on our wall yeah (laughs) we could though i wouldn't object this defines blurst i'm glad that we watched this after the israel one Mm -hmm. um so next we have 
Denmark, with Higher Ground from the year 2018. Okay, so before the song started, I explained to Shannon that every year one of the Scandinavian countries, and it alternates which one, chooses to do a song where they remind everyone else that they used to be Vikings. <laughs> and they won't be subtle about it. There'll be Viking ships, there'll be bearded men, there'll be runes, and often snow blown on stage. Shannon, what did you just see from Denmark? I saw bearded men, I saw Viking ships, I saw ruins, and I saw snow. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved every second of it. <laughs> I loved how intense they were. I loved how dramatic it was. I loved the fog machine. <laughs> and <laughs> I loved the CGI waves behind them. Yep. And the the guy who uh, broke away from the group to wave a flag for a bit. Um, and the just the big Viking ship masts in the background yeah. with the wind machine. I feel ready for Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> and I am not afraid to meet my death. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> so there we go. I'm glad that I could include, because I was going to include one of Denmark's more successful songs, but that is, yeah, I mean, if you watch the Eurovision next year when it's on, mm. there's guaranteed to be one, we're Vikings, you guys, but don't worry, we're peaceful now songs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... Did you find that song to be cursed, blessed, or blessed? This might be a bit of an upset, and it might be because I haven't seen any other Viking songs, but I'm going to call that a blast. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) It's like a low blast. It was nearly a blurst, but the snow machine clinched it Oh, you were so excited. Your eyes lit up. (laughs) I love that there was snow. Like a kid in a Viking candy shop. (laughs) And the man waving the Viking helmet in the crowd. Yeah. I was vibing with that guy. Oh, that was a good time. (laughs) (laughs) So now we are going to Spain with the song Baila el Chiqui Chiqui, (laughs) 2008. Um... I feel like I just watched everyone's pervy uncle dance around on stage with a bunch of drunk women. Yeah. Um, that was... That was unsettling. I'm... I'm not sure really what to say about that one. I don't know what the song was about. No, I think some of it was about listing dance moves, because one of them was the robot. Yeah. Um... There was a woman in pink who kept on stumbling around, acting as though she was drunk on mm-hmm. the night out. Yeah. And that seemed to be a gimmick. Yeah. I don't really... And also he didn't sing. Yeah, he just kind of chanted stuff. <laughs> it wasn't a rap. It wasn't singing. It yeah. was just saying words that no one wanted to hear. Yep. Um... That was, that was rough. That was a rough one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then let's wrap this up. Do you think it's curse, blessed, or, be- or blessed? That's a high, c- or a low curse. A low curse. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, as, I'm at high as in very. It's yeah. very cursed. It's a very potent curse. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it can go, it can go in timeout with Israel and Italy. <laughs> 
Yeah, actually, yeah, there were slightly uh, appropriative vibes in this. Yeah, there were. They were doing, what's that type of dancing called? I don't know. Sort of Bollywood-style dancing in yeah, some parts? Yeah, not, not good. Not good, Spain. Not good. So now we move on to Romania, It's My Life, 2013, mm-hmm. a personal favourite for reasons that will soon become obvious, mm-hmm. and it's time to drink some brandy. Do we shoot this? Uh, no, I don't think you shoot brandy. Can you explain the providence provenance of this? Um, so I brought some brandy back when I went, I went, uh, on a two-week backpacking trip with a friend of mine over the Christmas and New Year break. Um, I went to Prague and to Budapest, and then I spent about a week in Romania where I went to a few different cities. Romania sounds like a fun place to visit. It was fantastic. Um, book trips when you're allowed to book trips again. Say yeah, when. Yeah, uh, when. Romania was gorgeous. Uh, we were in the Transylvania region for most of it, so we were up in kind of the mountains. It was a little higher elevated, so it was cold. I went to Bran Castle. Um, um, I just gave you way more brandy than me, but like that's... Oh, no, mine's a bit deeper. Okay, I thought that was a bit weird. Um... Sorry, yeah, uh, the people were so friendly and helpful. I had a bit of a hard time navigating, but there was always someone there to, to help out at a train station or something, mm-hmm. um, which was great because I didn't speak any of the language, but it was a beautiful country to visit. And now we get to celebrate them with this delicious brandy and this wonderful song. Well, you might not find it wonderful, who knows? Cesar, it's my life. <laughs> to drink some brandy we've never had brandy before and it's an insane flavor yeah it's 50 percent alcohol you guys <laughs> oh um, anyway <laughs> the song it's my life uh, is an iconic eurovision song because of the gay vampire everyone called him the gay vampire that's just not me that's not just me and he was amazing yeah opera dubstep gay vampire some fantastic dancers, a great outfit. A bedazzled robe. Yeah, which is the dream. And, like, dancers in, in nude underwear mm-hmm. running around with red fabric. Yeah. How vampiric is that? Incredibly. Incredibly vampiric, incredibly gay, incredibly iconic. <laughs> and I'm glad we, we drank... Romania's insane drink from Vampire Town at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I got uh, the brandy at Bran Castle, which is the castle that Castle Dracula was based on. Um, I drank some drug blood and now I'm a wizard. (laughs) 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 Was It's My Life cursed, blessed, or blessed? That was... Listen, my, in my emotion, I want to say blessed, but I think it deserves the highest blurst. Right. Did you because think the song lacked substance? No, I don't think it's a blurst because of anything lacking in it. I think it's a blurst because 
that's the spirit it embodies. I think you're right. And also, opera dubstep is a weird choice. And to call it blessed, I think, would obfuscate the weirdness of it. Mm-hmm. Well, this was deeply, deeply strange, and I say that as the highest compliment. <laughs> Congratulations, Romania. You elicited some emotions in us tonight. Yeah. Namely, fear that I'm now suffering from alcohol poisoning. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, next we have... Day After Day by Azerbaijan, live in 2008. Well, in 2008 it was live. Right now it's not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this brandy has hurt my head. <laughs> the earth is religious experience but not in a good way definitely in a way yeah what did we just see um because i think we just saw a very low budget version of good omens yeah yeah there was a demon and there was an angel and, and the, there were some backup angels and backup demons and they weren't straight no not at all and they were dancing and i have no idea what any of the lyrics were because they were all just kind of shouted. Yeah, the whole thing was screamed. <laughs> <laughs> and the angel was wearing, like, pale blue contacts. <laughs> which lo- <laughs> looked quite scary. The the background dancing angels had, like, these fluffy white perms and they looked like they were from beauty school dropout. Beauty school dropout. Go back to high school. Go back to high school. Did you enjoy that? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) I felt attacked. It was very shouty. I know, I feel like I had a bit of sensory overload during that one. Yeah, me too. Do you think Azerbaijan's entry to this all-star Eurovision Grand Slam (laughs) was cursed, blessed, or blessed? I'm going to have to give that a curse because my ears are still ringing. (laughs) Yeah. Is (laughs) Is that because of the brandy? Maybe. It doesn't help that we just listened to two disco opera songs in one go. Yeah. And you might find the next song surprisingly familiar. Hmm. This is Runaway by Moldova 2010. Yeah, if you recognise that riff, that is indeed Epic Sax Guy from the memes. And he was indeed epic. I think my favourite thing about that song was the saxophone. Yeah, me too. Do I believe he was actually playing it? No. No, not at all. That was a weird song and a weird choreography and a weird production. There was a very cool neon light up violin. Mm-hmm. Everyone looked a little bit like if you mashed up Blade Runner and Mad Max. But then also everyone works at a smooth jazz club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe beachside because of all the pastel. I think this could have been great if they'd put another few days into production and maybe figured out some sort of cool lighting scheme. Yeah. Yeah. In the background. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I include that because Moldova 
started a meme. But otherwise, mm. I feel like it's a fairly nondescript song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you want to... Would you say it's cursed, blessed, or blessed? I'm going to give that a blurs. Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed the saxophone. I enjoyed the costumes and the light-up violin. And I think that was enough to elevate it from a cursed for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the bits that's memorable, the saxophone riffs, are memorable in a good way. Yes. Yes. So the next song we have is Iceland. I was really tempted to include Think About Things, which is the 2020 entry, which I deeply, deeply love and I think could have won this year. But alas, old man Rona mm-hmm. came knocking on the door mm-hmm. and cancelled the Eurovision, mm-hmm. by which I mean the coronavirus. Um, that was clear. I'm just tired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think instead it's probably best to stick to... Um, previous Eurovisions, um, and go with Iceland Prejudice. Oh, I remember I voted for those guys. Mm-hmm. It's cute, but also the lyrics are nuts. Yeah, they're they're absolutely crazy lyrics. I mean, they looked great. They had these like bright. Well, everyone had a different colored suit on, like head to toe. <laughs> All the colors of the rainbow. Yeah, it was very sweet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the, the lyrics the lyrics are wild. The song is trying to end prejudice. Yeah. By crossing this problem off our list. And yeah, the 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 chorus is let's do away with prejudice. <laughs> let's do away with prejudice. <laughs> Don't discriminate. No 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 please. <laughs> we got to get together on this. Cross this problem off our list. I may stutter when I speak. You don't need to call me a freak. It's not trigonometry. Inside we're the same. Of course I was going to sing. It's a Cursed or Blast episode. Yeah, I can't believe it's taken you this long. And the main causes of prejudice he lists are taller, smaller, thinner, one who loves his dinner, and being someone who stutters. Yeah. (laughs) Those are all the reasons. (laughs) It's really cute. The song itself is it's very poppy. It is, and they're doing a cute little dance routine with their guitars. Yeah, and then at the end they put their hands in the air and spell out the word love, and one of them says love. <laughs> and they didn't do very well that year, and Aww. I remember being really upset for them because they were trying to end prejudice. <laughs> if they won, we'd be in such a good position as a society as a planet yeah. today because Iceland would have ended prejudice. It would have just been over. But only for people of different heights, different weights, and people who stutter. Yeah. <laughs> but they would be crossed off our list. Yeah. Cro- problem crossed off the list. It's not trigonometry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think this was cursed, blessed, or blessed? I'm going to give that a blurst. I enjoyed it. Yeah. They were cute. <laughs> <laughs> we have come to the final song of the Eurovision Grand Slam Spectacular Quarantine Edition. I've named this event many different names <laughs> during this podcast, but it's time. I'm very excited. This was one of the first ones I remember like 
focusing all the way through mm-hmm. and being like whipped up into a weird frenzy when this group came on. <laughs> and you'll see why. This is Finland Hard Rock Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> Over a decade later and I'm still shook. (sighs) What did you just see, Shannon? I think I just saw some orcs from Lord of the Rings in Viking cosplay (laughs) singing a rock song while holding fireworks. I suppose this does count as one of those stereotypical Viking songs I mentioned from earlier. I'm... I'm shaken. (laughs) I'm shaken to my core. I thought that everyone in this contest was going hard, but they weren't going hard enough. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this band Lordi, people only know them in the UK because of Eurovision, and because this shook everyone. Mm -hmm. This was a cultural reset moment, you know? This is wild. This informed a lot of the choices I made as a child, and I wasn't a heavy rocker, I just, you know, just chose to, to embrace... You know, japes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when I went to Finland on holiday, um, years afterwards, there were loads of Lordi branded things in the supermarket, mm. like Lordi branded candy. Mm. And I learned from some Finnish people that death metal is very popular over there. Interesting. That Well, that contextualizes it then. I mean... The lead singer was playing an axe like a guitar, and then big leathery black wings expanded from the back of his outfit. And then he raised his axe guitar in the air and fireworks shot out of it. Yeah. And there's spinning fireworks happening all over the stage. At the end, the drummer ran into ran to the audience and threw his sticks into the audience. Like a real rock star, not some rando from Eurovision. Yeah. Shannon... Was Hard Rock Hallelujah cursed, blurst, or blessed? That was that was a blurst, I think. Okay. I think that embodies blurst. Like I was confused, I was alarmed, but I was <laughs> I was moved and I was engaged. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what blurst is all about. Uh, so Eurovision has now this segment of Eurovision has now ended. So imagine we're watching it on TV, all of the performers have performed. And there'll be some sort of montage to remind people of what the songs are. Now, because this is YouTube and there are adverts, I'm not going to do that because it's already late and we're hopped up on brandy. (laughs) But usually people will have time to... um, There'll be some sort of like entertainment act to have people make their decisions for voting and also to prepare um, all of the different broadcasting companies around the world for voting. So I'm going to show you some of the um, quality entertainment that's happened in the past at Eurovision. Okay. But I think beforehand, I'm going to show you how the voting goes down. So, um, yeah, we're going to watch now just a little snippet of um, what happens. The Eurovision Commission um, basically gets teleconferenced by... uh, TV presenters from around the world 
around Europe, all mm-hmm. the countries of Europe, not just the ones participating, and they will give out their scores. There'll be 12 points, 10 points, and 8 points as the main amount of points given to three different countries of their choosing. Okay. And then they'll deliver random extra points um, as they see fit to countries. And then over the course of like an hour, because it takes for ages, we see all of the countries' votes uh, stack up. And sometimes there's upsets. Mm-hmm. So we'll watch a little bit of that. So that Shannon has now just seen the voting. And yeah. now you know that it's very Hunger Games. Yeah. And you can see a little bit of the, a bit of the sort of political gears mm. in motion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can. In recent years, they've changed the voting scheme. Mm-hmm. So it used to be just the popular votes from the countries mm-hmm. made up the score like in that year. But recently they've switched it so it is the um, popular votes, the judges' votes, and they're sort of mashed together. Okay. So the judge will also award someone's on merit so it's not all political mm-hmm. um in this situation you are the judge so in a minute i will be asking you to put together a ranking okay. and then i'm going to put it into my fun little algorithm mm-hmm. um but before that i want to treat you with um the best hosts that eurovision have ever had <laughs> mons and petra from sweden who did just the best Eurovision parody song of all time <laughs> just before the voting took place in that particular year. Um, you'll see some familiar faces from our slam this all evening. Right. Um, I hope you enjoy. And then it's voting time, bitches. Here is Love, Love, Peace, Peace. Uh, isn't that just the, <laughs> the best? I love when Sweden hosts because they're so funny, but they also like take it seriously enough to like spend money on things, and that is just the funniest shit. I watch that like five times a year. <laughs> All our faves are on there. All of them. The butter churning ladies from Poland. The Norwegian violinists. The Russian grannies. Um, Loreen. Yeah, the the Finnish death metal group. Yeah. Amazing. So good. So, it's now time, Shannon, for you to uh, rank your, um, your, rank them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's now time for you to rank them. Um, now, based on how this algorithm works, I think it should be best is 26 and worst is 1. So okay. do it in, like, uh, I guess, ascending order. Okay. And then I will explain how the uh, ranking system works. Alright. Okay, so the uh, scores are in. We have the judge rankings from our head judge here, Shannon Payne. Hi, Elise. It's an honor to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she has ranked them um, one the worst through to 26 the best, in her opinion. Ranking by merit. However, that's not how the Eurovision Song Contest works. (laughs) We also have to account for the uh, popular vote. Um, Here I have... Well, originally I wanted to include the actual real votes that they got every for that particular year. Um, But there's voting inflation every year because more countries get involved and uh, 
just they invent new, way, new ways for people to get points. So I instead coded the um, countries by roughly where they were on the rankings for their particular year, for example, with a weighting of, of 10 for winners, um, 5 for people middle of the scoreboard, and so on. And then, of course, my algorithm also accounts for voting block. Now, Shannon, I don't know how familiar you are with, uh, with voting blocks in Eurovision. I think I've mentioned it a little bit. Um, but there are some very powerful, let's call them circle jerks, that take place <laughs> every year with the Eurovision Song Contest. Okay. So, um, I've accounted for some of the more powerful blocks by giving them a stronger weighting. Okay. Um, I think the most powerful block is Soviet Union for one night only. <laughs> the gang's back together <laughs> back in the USSR but only for Eurovision mm-hmm. um, so Russia and surrounding countries uh, is the strongest block Okay. a very very tight block another tight block is Scandinavia so I'm talking Norway, Finland um, Sweden, Denmark Iceland and you know what someone's going to get at me for calling that Scandinavia I'll rephrase Nordic countries Scandinavia is only frozen. Um, and then we have some, like, sort of Western Europe mild circle jerks, mm-hmm. like, with the big five that pay to be in Eurovision. <laughs> we have a Mediterranean mm-hmm. voting block. We have a Baltic voting block and a Balkan, Balkan, Baltic and Balkan voting blocks. Mm-hmm. They're very powerful. And we have a very, very weak voting block for countries who uh, fall into the category of having something to do with Britain. <laughs> <laughs> so the UK, Australia, Malta and Ireland will all vote for each other, but it's only the four of them, so it counts for shit. Okay. So uh, the algorithm is the judges vote plus the actual real-time rankings times the weighting I have assigned to each of the voting blocks. And that has changed some of the orders. Okay. So I'm going to go from the bottom all the way to the top. And feel free to, to, to object if the way Eurovision works has upset you. That's just, <laughs> that's just how things go. Because my rankings have been all messed up. Sometimes things do really well that definitely, definitely should not. Oh, no. For example, Israel winning Yeah. that one year. Yeah. In bottom place with 14 points, we have the United Kingdom with Teenage Life. Yeah, that's fair. They deserve that. That's always the way it goes. And then, unsurprisingly, uh, we have Ireland with Waterline uh, with 20 points. Alright. Spain. Baila El Chiqui Chiqui, 24 points. They deserve it. Right at the bottom. Italy. Occidentales Karma with 27 points. Excellent. I'm liking this bottom block. Even though they did quite well in real times, but they weren't in a very strong voting block. So, mm-hmm. And you also put them second to last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Netherlands, Outlaw Rhythm, 39 points. <laughs> Israel, Toy, your least favourite, um, at 44 points. Right. Australia, Zero Gravity, 44 points. That was quite high in your ranking. I had it at, yes, number... No, right in the middle, sort of, yeah. Azerbaijan, day after day, 45 points. <laughs> Latvia, Walls of the Sea, 
55 points. Good. Right at the bottom there. Moldova, Runaway featuring Epic Sax Guy, 60 points. Eurovision winners, Germany with Satellites, 66 points. They were boring, I just, they don't get to be at the top. Turkey, Dumtek Tech, 48 points. Shakira, Shakira. Hmm, I don't think they should be above Germany on that one. Yeah, well, pays to be in a block. <laughs> France, Ale Ola Ole, 69 points. Lithuania, we are the winners of Eurovision. Did not win the Eurovision. 70 points. Ugh, I don't know. They just annoyed me. <laughs> it's not a funny joke if you just make it a bunch of times in a row. <laughs> Belgium, what's the pressure? 78 points. I, mean, I think maybe they should have done better. I liked them. They should have done better in real life. They only came, they came mid-ranking at the time as well, and oh, I was quite upset for them. They were great. Poland, we are Slavic. 80 points. I don't think they deserve to be above Belgium. (laughs) (laughs) For the butter churning. Again, it pays to be in a very strong block. Mm. Uh, Greece, alcohol is free. 104 points. (laughs) Quite a leap in points there. Why were they so high? It's because they did quite well in real life. It's because it was catchy, and I had them pretty high in my range. Yeah, you did. Iceland, no prejudice. 126 points. I'm glad for them. Mm -hmm. That's better than they did in the actual contest. Romania, It's My Life, The Gay Vampire. 130 points. (laughs) Here's an upset for you. And I think this is to do with blocks. Austria, Rise Like a Phoenix. 144 points. No, I ranked them top! Shannon, this is just how the world works. No, Austria was supposed to win! (laughs) I am the judge. (laughs) Yes, but you have to contest with a bunch of idiots from across an entire continent. <sighs> this is plus the geopolitical situation. No, I'll never get to see that bond. In which film. case, like in which no one hates Austria, <laughs> but no one's scared of Austria enough to vote for them. <laughs> uh, then we have Finland, Hard Rock Hallelujah, one hundred and fifty-six points. Weirdly, and this is just because you liked them a lot. Denmark, Higher Ground. I loved that Viking song. 168 points. That was a jam. (laughs) (laughs) Russia, Party for Everybody. 168 points. What are they doing up there? Shannon. That's not where I put them! (laughs) Shannon. They were incredibly popular that year. And it's Russia. Everyone's so scared of Russia. Everyone votes Russia. This is how the voting block works. They should not be above Austria. This is how I feel every year. My favourite gets, like, busted by Russia. In third place. Ukraine. Dancing Lashatumbai with 203 points. Alright, alright. In second place. Norway, fairy tale, hey. 204 points, which means first place, winner of the Eurovision <laughs> Quarantine Grand Slam is Sweden with Euphoria at 210 points. Hey. Wah, 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 wah. Euphoria, <laughs> together till the end of time. I'd be happy with that, I ranked them second. 
in my ranking. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad they did so well in this, but I'm very upset about Austria. Yeah. Yeah. Austria and Russia are the biggest changes. Yes. Well, I'm not surprised. The Russia thing always happens. Um... Unless it's one of those years where everyone decides to rag on Russia, which sometimes happens, but most of the time it doesn't, and Russia does quite well. That, that's life. I very rarely get what I want in Eurovision, apart from the year that uh, Norway and Sweden won. <laughs> and let's see. Yes, yeah, so many of my favourites just, 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 just didn't get it, you know? Yeah. Just didn't get it. Like, Belgium did so poorly. And Iceland's stupid prejudice song did so poorly. <laughs> um, so, that's Eurovision. I'm glad you experienced the full trauma of an upset. Yeah, I feel, I feel it in my soul <laughs> that I've been robbed. Yeah. So, what, uh, that's it. That's Eurovision for you. How do you, how do you feel? I feel I enjoyed it. I feel like I need some time to process, but I, I had a good time, and I'll definitely watch it when it, it's back in real times. Yeah, I want to go to the next one in real times. I don't know if it's going to be in the Netherlands again, because it was meant to be in Rotterdam, mm. like, now. It would make sense to just postpone it, right? Yeah. I hope they do. Yeah. Hmm. Well... Do you think the Eurovision Song Contest, as a concept, as a political thing that happens, and as a bonding activity, is cursed, blurst, or blessed? I think it's blurst. I think it exemplifies blurst, like many of the songs in Eurovision that exemplify the mood of blurst. I think to call it blessed would ascribe more control to it than it has. <laughs> It, it was a delightful and beautiful mess. And I think that's what Blurst is all about. And we about. both got drunk. Yes. As always happens. Yeah. And it went on a little bit too long and now it's late, as is always the case. Mm-hmm. And now we have to do the sad post-Eurovision tidy up of food and alcohol and everything's sticky, including myself. <laughs> do you reckon you'll listen to any of the songs like in real life? Or do you reckon that's that on that? Uh, the ones that I ranked, like, the top five or six, I'll probably go back and listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually curious to see if I can find, like, whole episodes of Eurovision yeah. on YouTube and just, like, watch a full year. Seems like a nice thing to watch while I'm doing, like, data entry or something. Yes! Mm-hmm. Yes! Well, they're going to be showing things on TV on Eurovision Day, which is when this episode drops. Yeah. So I might see what's going down on BBC Two mm-hmm. on that day. Oh, God, I miss Eurovision. To me, it's blessed. <laughs> this has informed so much of my life and my childhood, and I wouldn't be the person I am today without Eurovision, and I know that doesn't say good things about me, but I don't care. <laughs> I love it. Well... That was, uh, thank you folks for tuning in to our weird special episode of Eurovision, of Cursed or Blurst, which was Eurovision. (laughs) I'm tired. (laughs) It's the brandy. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. We're going to get back to regularly programmed scheduling. Yep. Next week with... With Batman. And... Batman Returns. Yes. 
Uh, so any of you folks who, like me, were completely traumatized by Danny DeVito as the Penguin, we're here for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Batman we're watching is the 1989 Tim Burton Batman film. I know there are many films with the title Batman, but that's the one we're watching. And the follow-up, Batman Returns with Danny DeVito as the Penguin. And this is my revenge for making Shannon watch Eurovision. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for tuning in, folks. Um, And, uh, yeah, see you all in Rotterdam next year. Rotterdam or anywhere. Yeah.